Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about why it is some of us feel shame or uncomfortable or insecure or feel like we need to hide the fact that we are a female and that we have a cycle and that we need to operate differently based on where we are at in our cycle. And we're going to talk today about, you know, how past experiences shaped probably present feelings that we have around our cyclical nature and then determine if these are the types of thoughts and feelings and beliefs that we want to carry with us forward and if you have daughters I really 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 hope that you get some good wisdom from this episode because I'm going to talk about how I believe my mom played a very pivotal role in me feeling comfortable and confident and that it was very natural to operate in a cyclical way and how, you know, maybe you want to think about how you want your daughters to honor this part of who we are. Or, and I'm going to even talk about like kind of how I plan to navigate this with being a mom of boys. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and you may feel like it's more of a story time vibe but I think it will help you feel more confident and comfortable living in your own cyclical nature, okay? So let's talk about a lot of these shameful thoughts stem from the past, right? Think about a specific experience, and usually this happens around junior high, high school. What was the talk about periods around your friends, or peers, or immature little boys, right? Like, have you, do you remember any sort of significant things that happened based on what everybody else was saying? Do you have any experiences of the first time you got your cycle? And what was that experience like for you? How did your loved one that you opened up to about this react and respond oftentimes I find with myself and with clients it's kind of like that reaction from our mothers was the most like impactful right you don't have to go deep dive and like do spiritual work to uncover these things just be thoughtful of them be thoughtful of these past stories that because of what you went through it makes sense of how you feel about it today, right? And so for me, you know, as I was thinking back on my personal story and experience, I'm like, this is just so in alignment to serve what I do for work with women and their hormone health and achieving your health and fitness goals in a cyclical way. 
it how it just was so divinely aligned so divinely aligned because you guys heard on previous podcast episodes specifically the one with chelsea joe where she shared you know her experience of this with her mom was taboo like it was something that her mom hid her feminine products around the house or something like that and everybody has different experiences and i just hope this opens up awareness to like oh this is why i feel this way about it and is this how i want is this what i want to be carried on in the future and so with my personal experience it was a little different because i got my first period when i was very young like very 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 young and it was before like we had the talk on it in sex education at school it was way before that so i remember being in the bathroom and have no idea what was going on and a teacher came into the bathroom looking for me because i must have been in there for a long time and of course i'm so young that my memory is kind of like skewed and distorted in its own little like young 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 self way but i remember my mom came And I don't necessarily remember her words, but I remember her energy and her energy was very nurturing. She was very much like, okay, you are, you are okay. Cause you know, I thought I was probably dying. I was very scared. And she was like, you are okay. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to go home. And I remember going home and thinking like, is something wrong? And my mom really had this attitude of energy. And she explained like all of us as women, go through this and I remember she like had had said like some specific names of women that I really loved and admired and like she gets this and she gets this and she gets this we all get this and I remember the energy just feeling very sound very feminine and very nurturing and very comforting and yes I got to go home from school and so it was a I remember it being a day where it was just like resting, relaxing, some gentle communication about what was going on. And that's what I remember about my first experience. And I remember my mom coming to me and it was probably like a month later being like, okay, well, you probably want to put this in your undies because it should be coming soon. So just in case, just put this in. And it was very gentle. It was very much like supportive Um, And I have a brother and a dad and we weren't like including them in on these conversations. It was just very much in between my mom and I. And then I remember being in junior high and hearing those things of like, you know, boys think it was like completely disgusting and hiding your tampon up your sleeve. So nobody knew and like sneaking, asking your friend like, hey, do you have a tampon? And I remember always like having them in my backpack and letting my friends know like I always have one like you will if you need one I will always have one I just remember being that way and I didn't necessarily like go around being like hey everybody who's menstruating I'm menstruating (laughs) like we all menstruate it wasn't like I was with a megaphone with this but I was very much in the center of like why are we so weird about this? Like, I don't have to talk to like the dudes about this, but like girls, can we just like be real about what's going on? And so doesn't it just make sense now on what it is I do and teach? And the thing is, when I talk about cycle syncing, what I do with female hormones, people think I do spend a lot of time talking about periods. And it's the phase I talk about the least. You guys know that. I probably mentioned it more on this podcast than 
in way more other episodes, right? Because if you listen to my podcast episode about do you have hormonal imbalances because how your period happens and what it looks like and all that is like signs of what's going on and if you are experiencing hormonal imbalances your period is telling you whether it's by cramps or migraines or clotting or what color it is like that will show and tell you what's going on with your hormones right and so that episode I probably talked about it a lot it's a really good episode I encourage you guys to listen to it but all of those things in the past probably shape how you are in the present and what you think about you know cycle syncing and cyclical living and kind of your attitude and energy and emotion about it now most of you listening are probably pretty open to it because you're listening to this podcast but think about how do these past experiences affect you what would and i want to leave you with the question of like what would understanding more in depth of what's going on in your body and what it's going through and how you can support it benefit you, right? Because that past experience has shaped how you're feeling about it today. And is it something that you want to carry on moving forward, right? Has it been like overwhelming expectation to always show up the same way? Is it shame and guilt when you feel like you don't have the energy and emotion? energy and motivation to do things what are you carrying today like in the times where you don't feel like going out and about or planning big extravagant birthday parties for your kids what have you been placing on you that has made you feel bad when really it's based in biology you know like maybe some of these things that you have been placing upon yourself of unrealistic expectations stem from the fact that you don't think we should give a thought, time, energy, mood, or emotion to what phase we're in. Like we should be like, oh, it doesn't matter what my hormones are doing. I'm going to just bulldoze through this way of doing things because it this is the way it should be done or I shouldn't live cyclically. And I remember being on that podcast interview and and talking about how like the world doesn't operate from women being cyclical. Yes, it actually does. Like that's one way of thinking, but it's also another to think like the world is 100% developed to be cyclical. You can think about the seasons, spring, follicular, ovulation, summer, fall, luteal, winter, menstrual, the season alone is telling us as human beings how to operate. And there's a time for there's a, there's a time and a place for each and every season. The moon, the moon the moon cycles. Now I'm not getting all woo woo. It's science that the moon changes cyclically like from I don't know the moon phases as well as I know cycle phases, but like full moon to waxy moon to waning moon or whatever into new moon like that is for flipping phases, just like our hormonal being, right? Morning, afternoon, evening, and night. Four phases of the day. Four phases of the day. Follicular, morning. Ovulation, early afternoon. You could just say afternoon in general. Evening, luteal, night, menstrual. <laughs> the world is, in fact, cyclical 
meant, meaning we are meant to do and be a different way based on what's going on around us. So yeah, there are going to be days where I have to get a to-do list done and it's menstrual phase and I like I can't be like, pause everything, I have to go lay in bed. Like I get that, but we can show up in a different way that is supportive, right? And so that leads me into future. What are some symptoms or imbalances that you need to address right now? Because if you are having like extreme cramping and extreme pain or extreme migraines right before or around your period or in certain phases where you can point them out to be cyclical, what would it be like to work and to do the work and to support yourself so those types of symptoms either subsided or you you eliminated, right? Like I'm not saying I'm like a healer or anything, but you guys heard Abby and Ashley's stories, right? You guys heard their stories and their experiences. And that is truly, I believe, because they included an element of one-on-one coaching so I could really deep dive into their experiences, right? And their situations and their everyday routines, right? And so think about what are some things that you need to address? What are some warning flags that your body is telling you right now? And tackle one thing at a time first, right? What are some conversations you want to have with your kids? You know, I I remember, and, and my kids are still little, but I remember when my oldest was like one and a half and I was so, I was in full research mode when it came to, thinking about how to handle tantrums. And yes, when you are in the thick of toddlers and handling tantrums, it's a big deal. But I remember being in prayer one morning and how I just had this like centered, grounded thought of like, these are little distractions towards big conversations that you need to be prepared for. And that was just something that hit my heart of like, no, like these tantrums, they are a phase. Something like struggles with potty training my three-year-old. It's a it's a phase. It'll work itself out whether I put pressure on it or not. But various important parenting conversations will make pivotal impacts on our kids. And now, no, I am not positioning myself to be an expert on parenting. 1000% that is not what I'm saying. But if you have a daughter who is like nine-ish years old may be thinking about the conversation's going to come up and probably sooner than you think. How do you want to be during that conversation? What kind of vibe do you want to give her during that conversation? And prepare yourself not only in the what to say, but how you react and what your energy is going to be. You know, like when it comes up, you can prepare yourself and even kind of rehearse or think out loud about these conversations and play them out in your mind. How how do you want your daughter to feel about this part of her body? How do you want your sons to support or understand females if they have female partners or coworkers or relationships or anything like that? How do you want your sons to be? And then, so for me, you know, I don't necessarily need my boys to see me in certain situations, right? But 
even my conversations, I want to have with them like there are some times where me as a woman, I'm lower energy. Yes, there are some times where I am a little bit more moody. And no, it's no reason to go off and get all sassy or angry or frustrated with them. But it's just going to be it's just going to be different for me. And this kind of brings into conversations with your spouse, which I do have a podcast episode on as well. But me understanding me was the best thing for those types of relationships. You better understanding your cyclical nature and working with it and honoring it and supporting it you understanding you is going to be just the best thing overall. You don't have to talk about it with your partner. You don't have to talk about it with your sons. You don't You don't have to talk about it with your daughter if you don't want to. But you understanding you and operating in this cyclical way or understanding in this cyclical way will make a great impact on your relationships of others and their relationships of others, right? And so I don't even necessarily be like, oh, I'm on my period or whatever. You know, the week before my period is ten is when I tend to be just like low energy. And so sometimes my talk is just very casual and very straightforward. Guys appreciate that, by the way. And I'm just will say something like, oh, I'm really just low energy today. It's just emotional due to my hormones. Or I'll say like I'm having an off day. Like because of my hormones, I'm just low energy today or something like that, where it's not putting so much pressure on them, not putting so much pressure on me. It's not getting into deep dive and all of this stuff, but really just is a surface level type of thing. Now, if you want to be completely opposite, I know a couple um, and there's a couple people I follow on Instagram where they do position their content towards sharing with men about female hormonal cycles. And I don't necessarily think that my husband needs to understand what I'm going through in a cyclical way. It's I need to understand what I'm going through in a cyclical way and just a straightforward, like low key way of conversing with it. I don't know. Sometimes for me, like, <laughs> I mean, we have our own bathroom and when I am uh, in my menstrual phase, I have the box of tampons like out. Obviously, I dispose of them in a proper way, but the box of tampons is out and I'm not afraid for like my husband to see that there's a box of tampons next to the toilet or like with the boys. That'll be just something that I do because I keep them right next to the toilet when I'm in that phase of my cycle. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't necessarily need to be like, I'm going to put this here by the toilet so you guys see it. And so you guys know, like it didn't have to be this like big conversation. And now I know if you guys don't have like your own toilet in like a master bathroom that's connected to your bathroom where it's like, no, if guests come over, I don't necessarily, I need to take a drink of iced coffee. If, if guests come over, I don't necessarily need them to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And so I just wanted to put this podcast episode out there of like, this isn't meant for anything to be ashamed of. The world and God's creation is actually set up in a cyclical way. Like it really truly is when you think about nature and the day and the moon and all the different phases we, we are operating in this beautiful God-given way and it doesn't have to be this like big 
showcase ordeal, but just knowing and understanding gives ourselves grace. And then thinking about how how do we want this to be a conversation with our kids or with other loved ones, right? And being understanding. I mean, I'll even share one more story of when I was in high school, because this memory does serve in the sense of I drove myself home from school, so I had my own car. But there, just even from a young age, my cycle day one, so my menstrual phase day one, has always just been heavy. Like it's not necessarily heavy on cramps, just heavy. If it starts, it flows, and it goes. And I remember calling my mom because when I was at school and in class, I just was on edge and couldn't concentrate while I was sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, do I need to change my feminine products? Like what's going on? I'm afraid to like stand up and should I put a sweatshirt on around my waist or whatever it is? And I remember a couple times like calling my mom and being like, mom, I I just got to come home. Like I got this going on and I've got to come home. And I was a responsible student. So my mom understood she was still going to get her homework done. I still got my homework done. I probably would have been the best homeschooling teenager because I just liked doing things at my own pace and on my own time. And I was able to go home and rest. And I think my mom also had this understanding of like, just pushing through and burning yourself out or burning candle at both ends doesn't get you ahead in life. It actually just will drain and deplete you and your body's going to respond. Your body's going to respond from just bulldozing forward. And I've carried that and she's reminded me of that of so and so many seasons in my life, like even in motherhood and maintaining my business and starting new businesses while my kids were young and at home with me and I didn't have daycare help like she always just reminded me that like bulldozing forward isn't going to get you ahead right relaxing reflecting slowing down for a hot minute is not gonna deter all your progress just like when you know a lot of you guys who are into weight training and you come to me like you're so afraid of not weightlifting three days before your menstrual phase. And then I talk about how doing Pilates, where it's slow, controlled core activation, how that's going to improve your lifts by having a strong core or working on mobility when it comes to getting deeper into your squats as you start lifting heavier weights, how that supports you. It's like, I'm not, it's not saying you can't make progress towards your goals. It's saying put mobility and strength of different kinds in optimal spots. So you're getting an optimal, um, complex training program, right? Because if you just sit and do bicep curls all the time, your body is gonna like have different deficiencies that could lead to injury. Maybe not injury right away, But if your spine isn't getting mobility and flexibility, you're not going to be able to lift or run as long as you want to. There's not going to be that longevity in life. And yeah, when I was in my 20s, I wasn't focused on that like mobility and flexibility and core control and strength type of movement because you're just plow, your body can recover faster. In all honesty, your body can definitely recover faster when you're younger. 
And as I'm getting older, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I PR on certain weight lifts or if I can um, do a bunch of tuck jump burpees. If I'm not feeling good to like stretch and bend and move and chase and lift up my kids, what's the point? I'm not just working out for aesthetics anymore. I'm working out for longevity. Like I want to be the type of grandmother that can keep up with grandkids. Sean and I talk about all um, like someday when and if we have grandkids, this is how we want to be. And for me, movement is one of those things. I want to be able to lift them and carry them and take care, like have their par- like their parents leave them confidently in my hands of care because I'm capable. That is one of my overarching goals of strength and stability and flexibility and mobility and cardiovascularly as I'm getting older, right? And so yeah, this this podcast kind of took a turn, but I hope you enjoyed today's episode, this kind of more conversational type of things. Sometimes I feel like I always need to be so sciencey and come to you guys with all these like facts and stuff. But if you're like me, you just really want to know the real in life action of what like how to sync with your cycle and what's going on cyclically and how to optimize your mood energy emotion and your physical body am i right and so i've got a podcast episode that i'm doing on energy that's going to be coming up so soon i know you guys are going to absolutely love it and don't forget that i have those three options of you to start working with me in cycle syncing with the web class so i've got the cycle syncing web class 101 which is just a straightforward i think it's less than an hour less than an hour web class and you get my cycle syncing cheat sheet so it's just super straightforward these are your phases this is what's supportive of your phases and here's a cheat sheet that will help you remember right what phase you're in and what's supportive of that phase to dip your toe in the water that web class is amazing if you really want to start working with your body and living cyclically based on like some more in-depth changes to enhance your cycle the feminine fitness foundations e-course which is self-paced you can go through and then i will be opening enrollment starting in august enrollment opens for the feminine fitness boot camp and in the feminine fitness boot camp we will be going through two cycles together. So it's like a 60 day boot camp. You're going to learn all about cycle syncing. But the first cycle that we go through together is about being aware of your cycle and what it is that you are going through. And then the second phase is where we optimize. So if you are interested in that, enrollment has not officially opened yet. But if you want to get on the wait list, I have a little Google form that you can fill out in the show notes below. Um, or it's also linked in my Instagram bio, or if you can't find it, just mens- message me on Instagram for the Feminine Fitness Bootcamp. Um, it's not the official application yet. It's the interest application. So if you're interested in it, fill out that application because enrollment officially opens in August. All right. So thanks so much for listening today. I truly appreciate it. Also, I appreciate those of you who are leaving ratings and reviews of the podcast. The podcast ratings and reviews are what iTunes sees as the algorithm. And the more ratings and reviews that podcasts have, 
the more they push them into the algorithm. So this that essentially helps this podcast get out to more people. So I really do appreciate that. And I will talk to you next time. Hold up, my friend. Wait a minute. Do you wish there was a way to stop the weight loss struggle? Let's end the misery of cutting calories and increasing cardio as our only approach to achieving our goals. And I know what it feels like to be constantly obsessing over my body, working out harder, eating less while not seeing results and actually seeing things go completely backwards. Imagine if you knew how to work with your body, what would it be like to deeply know and understand what your body is going through and give it exactly what it needs to look and feel your very best. This is exactly why I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations course, where I teach you how to sync your fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle with your cycle while increasing your metabolism. You will walk away with understanding each phase of your cycle, what is supportive for each phase, and I know that most plans have you focus on what to cut out, stop doing, or eliminate, but my approach is teaching you to focus on what is supportive for your body and what to do to enhance your everyday life, not deprive you from it. For a limited time, the Feminine Fitness Foundations is available as a self-paced beginner's course. If you get started right now, you will get access to the course and bonus materials like my cycle syncing cheat sheet, meal plan, food list, and four-week strength training program. You guys, go to tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundations and enroll right now. Like go right now, sister, because I cannot wait to help you realize your hormones are your superpower, not the curse of aunt flow and how to use cycle syncing strategy to work with your body instead of against it. So the link again is tinyurl.com forward slash feminine fitness or you can check out the link in the show notes of this episode, or it's always in my Instagram bio as well.